Welcome to another episode of Lion City Rock, the first podcast about Singapore's pop music scene. Can't say only anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never knew you needed to know until until now. Um, but before we get into this uh, this episode proper, I just want to do a quick uh, quick shout out for a gig that's coming up. Um, this first one, there are a couple of gigs coming up actually that we want to shout out. This first one is uh, by the Fast Colors. That's the band that uh, Kevin and I play for, uh, play in. And uh, we'll be doing a special gig on March the 12th at the Festive Arts Theatre at our Tempanese Hub. This, this, this gig is actually meant for as a tribute gig of sorts yep. to one uh, music hero of ours. Uh, his name is Chris Ho. And um, we'll be there performing with a couple of other bands on the day itself. They'll be at on the 12th of March. Um, 8 p.m. Yep. Right. Yeah. And and I think I believe tickets are free. Yep. So you guys can just you know if you want to go watch that show, just pop down, um, go and grab the tickets from the box office over there at Tempanis, our Tempanis hub. And um, yeah, it would be great if you guys could come down and watch that show. Uh, yeah. And uh, speaking about gigs, this is uh, <laughs> this will relate to our guests for this particular episode. There's another gig that's coming up on March the 3rd, um, Friday, I believe it's a Friday. Thursday. Thursday, okay. So March the 3rd, this will be happening at the Esplanade and this will feature um, the, the guys we're going to talk to. Um, this is a band, a pioneering band from the 1960s. Now, he, here's the thing, right? Whenever you hear people talk about the 1960s, chances are they'll always mention this group, the, the Quest. But for my money, these guys are the ones who were really the first to actually get things rolling in a big way. I mean, they were the first band to get signed by an international uh, record label. Um, and I'm going to put it out there to say that they were the first like teen idols of Singapore. You, yeah. know, you have all the yeah. pop idols, Singapore idol, whatever, like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. These guys were the very first, okay? Um, yeah, so... Let's introduce our guests for today, Raymond and John from the band or the group, The Crescendos. Yay! Hi, Chris. Yeah, good morning. Hi, Chris. Just, just, just a small clarification. Uh, you mentioned that uh, we were a band. Unfortunately, we are not a band. We don't play any instruments. We are basically... <laughs> We are basically just a vocal group. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Duly noted. <laughs> John, Johnny. Yes, John, Raymond. Put uh, hold your iPad a little bit higher. You look as if you're on a hospital bed. <laughs> put your, put your, put up your, put your iPad a bit higher. Hey, seriously, you look as if you're on a hospital bed. You know. It's okay. It's, it's, it's audio. It's audio only. So no, the reason the, the reason why I I'm in bed now is because uh, outside in my living room or in, in my other study room is very noisy because I've got uh, a lot of road works down uh, at my block, uh, so it's too noisy. So I the, the only uh, quiet place is in my bedroom. Right, right, right. Okay, don't complain. You're going to get an MRT right next to your dosebo. 
<laughs> well, I, I I did mention that you guys are are, are doing a show uh, on March the third. Maybe we could kick off by talking a bit about that show mm. um, before we carry on with the conversations. Um, yeah, maybe you can give us a sneak peek as to what what exactly has been happening. Well, the show is not only on us. That there are three acts. Huh? We will open the show, followed by the Ferdinand brothers, Ferdinand's brothers, Mel and Joe, mm. and yeah, and then Peter uh, um, uh, of the uh, um, Peter Diaz of the October Cherries. Uh, he will then close the show. Ah, okay. okay. So it will be a one. Uh, it will be a ninety-minute. Uh, sorry, one and a half hour non-stop, no intermission show. Right. Right. Okay. 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 And how how have re, how have rehearsals gone for you guys? Is 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 I mean, rehearsals are a bit difficult for us because we are eight pieces. There are eight of us. Ah. Uh, so we we have a five piece uh, band. Uh, then we are there are three vocalists. So totally there are eight of us. So we can't get together all all eight of us, and we'll have to do separately. You know, musicians one session. And uh, vocalist another session. Then we try to record, and uh, and the vocalist will try to to rehearse with the band's recording. The band will try to 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 rehearse with the vocalist recording. Wow, that's 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 I, tough, man. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah, tough. All right. Okay. When we talk about three vocalists, I have to say I have to remind us. Okay, I have to remind ourselves that we lost Leslie last year. So that's out of yeah. So the crescendos are only John and myself now. Susan left in 1970, and yes. Leslie left us last year. Yeah. So the three vocalists that will 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 be performing on 3rd of March will be John, myself, and my brother Ronald. Oh right. Okay. 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 And the five uh, musicians will be the Meltones. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ronald's uh, Ronald's classmates, all sympathetic boys. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So the Meltons, we have Richard. Uh, let me uh, get to introduce the Meltons a little bit. Richard on uh, lead, David on uh, bass, Kelly on uh, rhythm, Martin on keyboards, and Hanson on drums. Oh, okay. Wow. So there there'll be eight of us on stage. John, let's hear from you, John. <laughs> Well, I think covered uh, Raymond covered most of it, but uh, personally, I think it was a very challenging uh, gig for us in the sense that uh, because of the uh, COVID, we found it very difficult to get everybody together. So we, we had to rehearse in bits and pieces among ourselves and then slowly combine all of us together. And... Uh, Hopefully, all this will, will uh, uh, just blend in together when, when we perform on the 3rd of March. What, what kind of, what songs will you guys be singing? Can you let us know? Very, very old songs. <laughs> Same like the singer, very, very old song, full of cobwebs. <laughs> well, one, one song that we will sing is when we first sang in 1961. Wow. Uh, the title is uh, Memories Are Made of Bliss. Right. And we will now, 61 years later, yeah. we will sing that song again. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe we, could, we could take you back 
61 back to 61 you know what how did you guys get together in the first place i mean you guys were all in school in the same school were you in, in the same class were you guys classmates or or what was the whole idea or why why did you guys decide to to get together to form a group well we we were all classmates and mm. uh, just so happened that uh, in Sorry, 1961 john. there was Sorry, john we were schoolmates not classmates you're older than me you're two years older than me i'm young uh, schoolmates <laughs> okay schoolmates <laughs> so in 1961 Radio Singapore had a talent time. Hmm. So uh, I asked Raymond and Leslie, uh, how about it? Just, hmm. just go in for the fun of it, you know? Right. Because we, we, we among ourselves, we like singing. So we say, uh, let's, let's go and have some fun. Uh, so that's how uh, we got together. Oh, okay, okay. So before that, you guys were not like... Uh... So it was only at the point of the talent time then you guys decided to get together. Otherwise, you you were not like singing together or, or just getting together. No, no, no. We did we did it purely for fun. <laughs> okay, okay. But we 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 never expected that we will uh, uh, go through the finals and uh, come in, come in runners up. Right, right, right. So 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 what's the group called? Crescendos. Yes, yes, yes. We we call ourselves the Crescendos. And uh, if if you notice the spelling, we remove the e. That was deliberate. <laughs> Why the crescendos in the first place? Well, in in, in music, the crescendos means a gradual build up from uh, something uh, sh- uh, soft and short to a big blast. So we were thinking that probably we start small and then maybe we we we, not, we end up something big. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. So, so you guys came in runners up for the talent time. That was in '61, right? Yeah. But by '62, you guys had a new singer join the group. Um, why? Why did you guys decide to to bring in uh, a female singer? Well, I think I leave Raymond for you to to to. Uh... Give Chris more. Okay. Um. In 1961, we were runners up. Uh. Like John said, we sang "Memories Are Made of This," the Dean Martin version. So in 1962, when the the I mean the talent time Radio Singapore talent time was an annual affair. Right. So yeah. So in 1962, John says, "Hey, let's change our our style. Instead of a a, a three guys a vocal trio with two guitars, let's change our style and maybe get a female singer, and then we back her up." So it was John's idea to then rope in Susan, who was only 15 at that time, and uh, Susan was. Uh, the classmate of Leslie's younger sister Judy and uh, uh, John myself used to hang up in Leslie's house in uh, upper east coast road uh, you know to 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 sing and whatever and Susan will visit uh, after school so that's when 
John rope her in and tried her out. She and then we found out she has a very powerful voice, you know, a very powerful voice with good diction. And so John changed the format and then put her in. And so the rest is uh, all under the carpet uh, or water under the bricks. Uh. <laughs> okay. Did you guys, so you guys took part in the, 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 the 62 talent time as a four, yes. as a four piece? Yes, so we took part in the 1962 Radio Singapore Talent Time with Susan Lingi singing the lead and we backing her up. And uh, during the semi-finals, we were then, as luck will have it, we were, we were then selected by Philips oh. to... <laughs> During the in the midst of the, the the talent time, right. So during the semi-finals, we were selected by Philips, and then to 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 cut on their label. So then we well, we recorded uh, Frankie and Mr. Twister, and Philips held it back, held the re release back. Yeah, but because we were still participating in the talent time, we were we were amateurs. I mean, we could not give up our amateur status. Otherwise, right. you know, we are pro. Then, we, if the records were released yeah. during the, the the talent time, we will have to pull out, or we will be charged with uh, with fraud because we were professionals uh -huh. competing in an amateur contest. You see, <laughs> and. Then, then we were we were embargoed. We were not allowed to sing any of the two songs, Frankie or Mr. Twister, during the talent time. Wow! So, uh, not to let the cat out of the bag, sort of, or, or or take away the thunder or whatever. So, what we did was in the finals, we sang Brenda Lee's version of uh, um, um, what was that song? Uh, no one. Oh, okay, okay. No one nice. by Brenda Lee. Yeah. Okay, so where well, we were not placed uh, in the 1962 uh, talent time, immediately after the talent time, then Philips released the record. <laughs> so, so how 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 did it work? I mean, how did they approach? How did they approach you? How did Philips approach you? I'm just curious about the whole process. How did it work? Did they because you are still in school, right? So how did they approach you? At that time, there was a gentleman. If I, there was a gentleman. His name was Kingsley. Kingsley Morendo. Yeah, yeah. And and he somehow had connections with William Jack's phonogram. Uh, William Jack's phonogram department. So at that time, follow uh, William Jack's. Singapore was the agent for Philips. Ah, Philips, right. did not, uh, Philips were not in Singapore. They ah. were represented by William Jacks. Okay. So this gentleman, Kingsley Morando, uh, approached John and and offered John, you know, the 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 what do you call the the the, the, the gold golden price of would you want to to record on Philips? <laughs> okay, just just to go back a little bit. If you remember, Chris, Kingsley Morando was a gentleman who coined the word Talentine. Uh. And he was the one who uh, started 
talent time for Radio Singapore. So it was Kingsley who uh, more or less uh, took notice of us during the talent time. And uh, after we uh, were runners up in the 1961 talent time, he already had eyes on us. So when we started to change and evolve our group with Susan, of course, it sounded better. And uh, with that in mind, I think he, he approached uh, Phillips to see whether or not we could uh, go on records. Oh, okay. So, uh, so that, that, that... Hey, Johnny. Yes. Johnny. Yes, sir. Yes, Raymond. You got a nice jaw. Why? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and I noticed, and I noticed you brush your teeth also today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so so I I'm very very curious because my understanding is that you guys were in school at a time. So this big company approaches you to I assume that you must have signed a contract, a recording contract of sorts. Right, but you're still underage. So how could you do that unless your parents were involved? Oh, okay. I think, Kevin, for the life of me, I don't believe I've seen any contract. Oh, dear. I, for the life of me, I, I can't remember seeing a contract. I, I don't remember ah, signing a contract. Ah. And Kevin is right. At that time, right. I, I was only 19. Uh, Leslie was, I mean, and John was, uh, no, John was 19. I was 17. Right. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, if we had to sign a contract, we would have needed, you know, parental consent. I, so I, 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 I don't remember seeing a contract. I don't remember signing a contract. That's interesting. No, honestly. Wow. There may be a contract. I don't know. <laughs> It's very, I mean, it's interesting that you say that about the talent time thing a lot because like nowadays, right, if you watch all these programs on TV or America's Got Talent or whatever, it's only the winner who gets the, the recording contract and not a, not not the contestant who wasn't even placed. <laughs> and then they got first with the, with, the, with the single. And Mr. Twister and Frankie, um, for, for those who don't know, that was the debut single for the Crescendos. And that single shot up the charts. Uh, it, it, I think, if I remember correctly, uh, it was uh, they sold about what ten thousand copies of that single, and um, it outsold the original, uh, the original recording, right? Uh, Connie Francis's uh, versions of the of the song. You are right about that, Chris. We outsold uh, the the original cover of uh, Connie Francis. Hey John, not internationally, locally. Yes, locally, locally, locally. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was that like? I mean, like you know, like uh, how did you? How did you? I mean, was it was it like listening to your song maybe on the radio or or Radio Fusion for the first time? You know, and, and what was the the immediate reaction? Wow, it it was really overwhelming. Huh? Just just imagine. Uh, Local boys from St. Patrick's School made it big on the music scene. But that's about all. There that, that, that was really no money in it. Where did the money go? <laughs> Where did the money go? Oh, now you talk about money. Huh? Okay, take out. Okay, Kevin, now you talk about money. Take out your calculators. 
Okay, here I give you a very simple uh, um, um, mental aromatic. We recorded 22 songs. Each, uh, each vinyl, each record was retailed for $1.50. At that time, uh, we were paid 4% royalties. Right, right, right. Okay, so 4% times $1.50 give you $0.06 cents per piece. Out of the 22 songs that we recorded, let's say we sold 100,000 pieces. 100,000 pieces times six cents will give you $6,000. Where's the money? Where's my Lamborghini? <laughs> $6,000 divided by six of us because at, at that time already, we took in one a friend, uh, Peter So, as our drummer and less uh, uh, Israelim as our basis because we had to do gigs, you know, live gigs. So you cannot just, we, we, we are not able to, to present ourselves with just two acoustic guitars. Right? So we need a drummer and we need a bassist. So there, there became, from four became six of us. 6,000 divided by six is 1,000. Where's my Ferrari? No money, la. Kevin, we, we just did it for fun. And, and like my father said, well, good, let him. My father told my mother, let him do what he's doing. He's keeping him off the streets. Yeah, so he's out of mischief. Where is he? He said, Leslie's house or John's house. So they know I was not doing anything wrong. I was not uh, up to mischief or what. So did you all do a lot of, obviously, you know, because the song is a hit, so you must have done a lot of live performances on the back of that, right? Yes, we were invited uh, to a lot of gigs, uh, live performances. Uh. <laughs> but if you're talking about live performances, uh, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> hey, so Victoria Theatre. At River Valley Road, if you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. National Theatre was... Uh... It, it, it was a cantilever building. Right. Right? It wasn't enclosed. Right. I tell you, there was absolutely no acoustics. You know, everything that... <laughs> all the, the speakers blasted out to the hillside, you know. There was no acoustics. Remember not? Open air, yeah, right? Yeah, it was open air. Right. Yeah, it was it was a nice cantilever roof, right? right? Only, yes, right? yes, yeah. And then you know, it's okay. open. Yes. And then you okay venues like uh, Happy World Stadium, mm. Singapore Badminton Stadium, mm. the Cultural Center at Prince Edward Road. All these places did not have any uh, um, state of the art uh, uh, amplification system. They had speakers that were meant for crowd control, not for music performances. Oh my God, okay. Yeah, and, and the four of us on stage with two guitars, we had only one microphone on stage. What? Wow. Yeah, only wow. one microphone. When Cliff Richard and the Shadows perform yeah. in, 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 okay, okay. I, I, I can't bring out Cliff Richard, Sir Cliff Richard, because he was the only singer, so there was only one microphone for him. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so you just imagine all those venues, uh, they were not built for music performances. They, they were built for, you know, 
in Singapore badminton hall. Love one, <laughs> one seven, yeah. seven for hey, hey you. Please don't crowd the aisle. They were all going for crowd control. Yeah, oh so it's not meant for music, right? Right, right. And 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 I have to go a bit further. There was no air conditioning. There were not even fans at the wings of the stage, you know. Wow, wow. No air conditioning. And if you if you flip through the photos of the Blue Diamonds, we opened the show for the Blue Diamonds right. at Singapore Badminton Hall. They appeared in blue jackets. It's so very smart, smartly dressed in blue jackets, padded jackets. So we also had to wear jackets. Milo, Milo lah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we were melting inside. We were perspiring and melting inside. And after every performance, that jacket got to go for dry cleaning. <laughs> Otherwise, smelly. I uh, those days I tell you, uh, primitive, uh, primitive, very primitive. The venues were all primitive. Not like now. You look at the our concert hall at the Esplanade. Mm. It will renown. No? Yeah. One, yeah. one, only one out of five acoustically acclaimed uh, concert halls in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And we are performing in there. <laughs> we are performing in there. <laughs> you know, speaking about that, I mean, like, what? Uh, what you know? You're thinking about Fred Flintstone. Yabadabadu. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but, but what about what about the 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 crowds and stuff like that? Because you guys, I mean, ostensibly you guys are like the first, you know, big big pop act. Uh, I would say, um, in in '62. I mean, none of. I mean, you know, the only other recording I can think of at that time that. You can consider as as a as a major release was uh, probably Malaysia Wonderful, I think, by the Sundowners, and and that was you know, and then it's you guys, because the quest hadn't come yet. This is way before the quest. This is uh, it was like two years down the road, you know. Um, the checkmates and the trailers, all that were also still kind of, you know, perform. I mean, in their formative years, so you guys were kind of it lah, right? Weren't you guys like the big the big stars of the era? At that point in time, yeah. So what was what was the what were the crowds like at, at your shows? I mean, what was the what was the what was the the atmosphere like? Well, the the, the atmosphere was actually a, a very tense uh, for us in the sense that uh, suddenly we are pushed into the limelight, and uh, we don't know uh, whether or not we we are really uh, that uh, good to uh, entertain them. Because mm. this thing happened so fast, it, it, it really took us uh, uh, by storm. And probably we, at that time, we were not even prepared for it. Uh, Chris, yep. there was no manual. <laughs> we didn't, at, at that time, 1960, know, television came out only in 1963. Black and white TV came out only in 1963. So we did we we did not have the 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 the, for, the we were not for, fortunate to to be able to to look at how 
um, um, stage or, or live shows were performed, how performers were supposed to 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 act or, or to 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 behave on stage. So we had no 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 template, no. Mm. Yeah, so we did not like John says. We we did not know what to do, and there there was nobody to coach us or to 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 lead us. So we it was all experimental uh, all the way. It was just you know we just went out there and 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 and, and those days we just went out, never say good morning, never say good evening, never say hello. We just went there, bang 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 bang, bang bow and go out. Oh, wow. Okay. No, there was no interaction with the audience, you know. So we, we were we were tongue tied and and we were not. I mean, we were not trained mm. to 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 interact with the audience, right? So we just go out there. We say, here are the questions. Dang, 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 dang. Okay. Good night. That's it. Wow. <laughs> uh, so it, it was very raw, uh, You know, it was really uh, really the the Flintstone age. <laughs> how, how, I mean, here's the thing as well. I mean, uh, you know, you guys on stage. I guess Susan would be would be so called the main attraction on stage all the time. What was? Of course, I everybody look at girls who want to look at old men. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, what 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 was she like? I mean, like you know, could you could you talk a bit about her her herself as a as a as a member of the band and as a performer? Well, Chris. It was a very, very big responsibility for me because every time we go out on a gig, Susan's mother will always say, John, you take care of Susan. You know, Susan was only 13 years old. And us guys, huh, 19 years old, you see the age difference there. Okay, so for me, being the eldest in the group, it was a big responsibility for me. <laughs> I, I don't know about Raymond. Raymond, how did you feel at that time? Yeah, well, she was she was like our little sister. Uh, she was like our little sister. We treated her and we protected her and 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 make sure that you know. But uh, I must say that uh, we never encountered any unruly uh, uh, crowd or if I can say fans. Hmm. They would you know when we were in public. We we do get you know uh, stares and 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 finger pointing and whispering. That's all. And and once in a while, some um, um, boy or girl will come up and say, "May I have your autograph, please?" Wow. I mean, our 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 uh, our Singapore um, what do you call it fans or, or or crowds? They were very polite. Nobody came to. To, to mob you or what, you know. Yeah. So we were quite safe. But every time we, we were out, the three of us will surround Susan to make sure that, you know, yeah, we had that big responsibility. If anything happens, only we die. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Susan's mother, Auntie Elsie, will always warn us, uh, take care of Susan, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Auntie. <laughs> I mean, you know, as a, I mean, as a person, like, what was she? Was she? Did she take to the role of being the the front the front singer? 
easily? Oh. Yeah, she she was very unassuming. Hmm. Uh, she did a part as 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 being the lead uh, singer of the group, and uh, she was uh, also very accommodating uh, towards us because she knew that uh, she herself had had a different uh, a sound in her life as far as her singing was concerned, you know. And uh, in the past, you would listen to uh, groups like the Platters, all, all, all the, the, the uh, Negro groups, and we were just starting to sing like them. <laughs> okay, so we, we, we brought a new uh, perspective of music into the music scene in Singapore. Mm, mm. And like I said, we, we didn't know what hit us and uh, we didn't really know how to respond as well. Uh, Chris asked the question, how did Susan, uh, what was Susan, how did Susan react? And I must say that she didn't have, it didn't go into her head. And, uh, and because we are all uh, brought up in the Asian culture, John being uh, the eldest, is the leader, was the leader, is the leader of the group. So there was no bickering, there was no argument, there was no nothing. Anything that John said, he was, yes, Coco, you know, so, <laughs> no problem. And Susan, she was very, you know, well, if I, if I can use the word, without any derogatory sense, mm -hmm. she was obedient. She was obedient. She never resisted any directions given by John, you know, even how to, to behave, how to dress, you know. She was, she was, she was down to earth. Mm. She was really down to earth. Okay. It didn't go to her head, yeah. Wow. But, I mean, since, you, since you're talking about this uh, band dynamic, I'm going to ask, what about the songs that you guys eventually recorded? I mean, Mr. Twister, uh, uh, rock and roll track, and then Frankie is a ballad. Um, which suited, I think, I think Frankie is, is one great example of uh, Susan's uh, you know, vocal, vocal uh, depth, right? Um, but then subsequently, all the other tracks that you guys uh, started recording, you know, The Boy Next Door, uh, you did like rock and roll versions of In the Good Old Summertime. You also did... Um, you know, um, oh my God, what's the Indonesian song? Bangawan Solo. Uh, yeah, we, we did Bangawan, we did three songs uh, in Malay. Bangawan Solo, Lenggang Kangkong, mm. and Waktu Fajar. Right. So who picked who pick all these songs? I mean, did you guys, or did Susan say, hey, I want to try singing, um, you know, uh, he's uh, the boy next door, let's say, or Silver... Silver Trace and Golden Needles. Silver Trace and Golden Needles, yeah. Did she, was it her choice or was it you guys who said? Well, I, I would say we collectively decided that uh, we, should, we should do these songs. Mm. But like in the good old summertime and so forth, it was me because I was thinking that at that time we could uh, <clears throat> portray the song in rock and roll instead of the uh, the old uh, style, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So so that's how it went. But uh, 
like the boy next door and so forth, they were actually music that was given to us by Phillips. And uh, they said, why, you try this out. So we, we, we just uh, followed them and uh, we tried it out. Mm. Mm. Uh, when, we, when we first started, the three of us, John, Leslie, and myself, uh, we were going for songs that were popularized by groups like the Everly Brothers, mm. the Kingston Trio, right. the Brothers Four, mm. you know, such groups that were all male vocal groups. But when Susan came in, then we had to switch and we were looking for songs that were done, let's say, like Connie Francis, mm. Sheila Clark, mm. um, uh, uh, Dusty, uh, Dusty Springfield, you know, uh, all, all those, uh, those uh, Brenda Lee. Yeah. So then we started experimenting where the, the, the lead was given to a female singer and the three of us backing the female singer. Mm -hmm. So what were the recording sessions like? Were they enjoyable? Were they difficult? Were they fun? You know? John, yeah, yeah. please tell Kevin about, about our recording session, the recording studio, the primitive Yabadabadu. <laughs> well, actually, recording sessions were fun. And uh, way back in the 60s, when we did recordings, and uh, they wanted to have the echo effect. Now, how, how, how did we do it? To tell you the truth, it was so primitive. If I tell you now, you laugh your guts out. Now, just, just to get that uh, echo effect, they would put the microphone into an earthen jar. You know those jars that we normally fill it up with water and uh, in, in the bathroom and uh, we scoop the water out from the jar to bathe. Yes. Now it is yes. Okay. It is that. Yeah. They call it the dra They call it the dragon pot jars. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So we okay. The recording studio had two mics. One mic for the singers. One mic for the the band. <laughs> then wow. Yeah. <laughs> then the 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 the, the and, and there was no no equalizer. No 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 two track three track. You know only one track. You do a mistake. Take two, take three, take four, you know, no, no dubbing, no splicing, nothing. Wow. So like what John said, they, they put the, the sound into a small speaker and put the small speaker into an urban jar. And in the urban jar with the speaker, there was a microphone. So the sound went out from the small speaker into the urban jar to give you that echo effect wow. and the mic hit. <laughs> hey, high tech, huh? High tech. <laughs> state, state of the art. No, no, no. I, I, I tell you, yeah. if, if you were to really listen to Mr. Twister and Frankie, listen to it very carefully and I think you will hear that uh, echo effect that's coming out from the jar. Trust me, right, trust me, right. Chris. If you have a keen ear for it, go and listen to that two song and find the echo effect okay. there. Yeah. I think I think one of the things that that uh, I mean I liked about the, the crescendos is how you guys, I mean, I think John, you, you touched on it earlier about you know turning turning standards into rock and roll numbers. I guess by that time, you know, even things like Besame Mucho are all so-called classes you know, every yes. greenish classics kind of thing already. 
But you guys gave a very fresh spin. I mean, the just just in the good old summertime alone, which I had learned as a small child, the way they all come in, and and I like the way y'all change the lyrics as well. For Bangla Solo, for in the good old summertime, for for a few of the other tracks that you guys, you kind of updated the lyrics. I think, if I'm not, if I remember correctly. Um, but you you introduce all the all the, the terms that the uh, rock and roll terms into the song. Ah, uh, here here again, Chris. Remember, we were not musicians. We were basically just vocalists, and all the music that you hear on our records were hmm. musicians from either Radio Singapore or musicians that was. Uh, John, you are sinking. John, you are sinking. Your bed is sinking. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> no, okay. Back back to what I said. The musicians were all from Radio Singapore. People like Charlie Razru, mm. Winston Filmer, uh, Rufino Soliano. Right. Uh, you, I, I'm sure you remember those names. Yeah, yeah. So all, all the, the backing, the music that, 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 that you heard, on our records were mostly done by all these musicians. The only uh, music that uh, we really came up and, and do more of our own was uh, when, when we had Israel and uh, Les, uh, Peter. Peter right? uh, and the, the song that, that, that we recorded together with them was silver threads and golden needles. Mm. Uh, are, are you getting tired of your little toy? Yeah, yeah, sure. That was also done. That EP, now that EP was done by us without any session musicians. All right. Oh, okay, okay. Before that, we were privileged that uh, Philips paid for session musicians, very good session musicians. Right. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Bangawan Solo. The English lyrics were actually written by the pianist, uh, Mr. Michael Singh. Oh, okay, okay. And if you look at the record, you can see his name there. Right. Uh, because uh, he was credited with uh, with uh, uh, penning the, the translating, you know, the Malay into, into English. Yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> okay. I mean, talking in terms of that, I mean, how do you guys feel though, um, you know, because from 62 to say 64, the, I mean, like I, I said earlier, the, the crescendos were like the band or the group, the local pop group. And then by 64 though, you get people like the Quest coming in, um, the trailers are all starting to make uh, an impact and all that as well. Um, you know, people like your cy Cyclones, all that, um, 64, 65, all these other bands start coming up and then the scene really becomes very, very vibrant in that sense uh, in, in terms of getting the number of groups coming in and all that. Um, what, what was your reaction to all these other bands coming in and, and how do you feel about, about them? Did it, were they encroaching on your scene? <laughs> no, they... no, we, okay. Sorry, John. Uh, um, let me chip in this. Uh, we were, uh, we were, happy that more and more local, uh, I mean, boys and girls were getting interested in the local music scene. 
Yeah, and we were happy because then we got more, um, um, what do you call it, uh, um, uh, um, uh, more performance for more, in more performance means you get a wider audience. Yeah, uh, to, your, to your question, whether they were encroaching into our area. No, they did not have Susan. <laughs> we got Susan. <laughs> We had the we had the prettiest and and most charming girl, so they cannot encroach into our territory. Okay, but later on we had Naomi, of course. Mm -hmm. Oh no, no, sorry, I have to mention it. So we had Naomi and the boys. Uh, we had, of course, Veronica Young. Yes, yes. Yeah, there were many other uh, uh, lady singers, but we had Susan. <laughs> Okay, okay. Nobody has her, except one. <laughs> I mean, I understand also that you guys, uh, uh, during this time also, y'all did like shows outside of Singapore, did, like uh, to, to Malaysia or various uh, territories. Yeah, we, we, so far, we only perform uh, in Malaysia. Hmm. Outside Singapore, only Malaysia. We no other other places, but there was one one gig that uh, John will tell you the, the the story. John. Okay, uh, being recording artist of Philips, you remember in 1964, 63, when uh, black and white television came on the scene. Now Philips was wanting to promote their television sets in Malaysia. So we went to Malaysia and we performed in this building called Dewan Bahasa Dan Pustaka. Now, Philips lined the whole building with hundreds of uh, TV sets of all sizes and shapes, right? And we were performing indoor and it was beamed live outside to the TV sets for all the uh, people, the spectators to see it for themselves so that Philips can sell that black and white TVs. Wow. Okay. Amazing. So, uh, John, sorry, John, let me interrupt for a while. Chris and Kevin, 1963, black and white television came to Singapore and Malaysia for the first time. So when the when the crowds outside the Dewan Bahasa dan Pustaka compound were watching the TV sets, you know, black and white, they were seeing it for the first time in their lives. They've never seen the TV set before. So they have seen, they are now looking at black and white TV sets outside the compound and knowing that it is being beamed live from inside the compound. Right. Ah, to them, ah. Wow, technology, eh. You need technology, eh. Ah. Oh, John, now tell them the story. <laughs> so, uh, Philips, to bring us there, put us on a Malaysian Airways plane. That was the first time we ever flew on a plane. Okay? Okay. No, but of course, besides us, there were other uh, uh, singers who were also on that plane and to perform there in uh, Malaysia. Uh, I'm sure you remember. No, no, John. Yes. 
John, sorry, John. Sorry, yes, sorry, yes, John, yes. sorry. Hey. Tell Chris what happened to the crowd. Wait, wait, wait. That, 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 that will come after I tell them who else is performing okay. there. Okay. Okay. So you okay. you you remember Ahmad Dawood? Mm, yes. Okay. Uh, you remember Julie Sadiro? Right. Right? Okay. They were also in, in, in this uh, uh, gig with us. Right? So, okay. After the show, the spectators outside this Dewan Bahasa Dan Pustaka, they were so curious. They were wanting to see what's going on inside. So they were just pushing, pushing, pushing onto the main entrance, right? To, to try and get in. Now, this, this main entrance was a huge glass door. Well, with the continuous pushing, 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 the glass door collapsed. Oh, dear. <laughs> no. So, okay. So, uh, the security personnel in that building quickly whisked all of us through the rear entrance to our hotel to make sure that uh, we were all safe and sound. To me, that was the biggest shock in my life because the first thing that came to my mind was, how do I take care of Susan? Right. Now, Su Susan was only 13 years old. She, she was like a kid sister to me. And I said, my God. Uh, but the, the security there was so good and they were so fast. They just whisked us off to our hotel. No, the crowd was about, the crowd was about, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, the crowd was about a few hundred strong that stormed into the building. They no, they, they stormed in not because they were unruly, but they were curious. They wanted to see what's happening. What technology is this that can beam, you know, the images out immediately on live onto the sets outside the building. It was curiosity, you know, that that made them storm the building. Whoa, 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 whoa. glass were flying everywhere. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you guys caused the riot. <laughs> <laughs> they stormed. No, they stormed the building not to see us. <laughs> they want to see the TV cameras. <laughs> so we got up by TV cameras. <laughs> You know, I mean, was that, was that the only time you guys uh, performed in Malaysia, or, or did you? No, many times we we I think we were in KL for at least. Okay, we were part of the cultural group that went up uh, under the auspices or under the patronage of then the Minister for Culture, Mister His His Honourable Mister Rajaratnam. So we went up by train. Yeah, there was a quite a big group of us, about 30 odd, including the Radio Singapore Orchestra. There was about 32 of us, uh, and we went up to, to Kuala Lumpur to, uh, you know, those days, 1962, 63, you know, we, we wanted to show our friendship and yeah. and 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 to to diplomatically you know uh, um, um, uh, be be friend. It was actually a, it was a, a cultural, cultural yeah, right. it was a cultural show uh, to diplomatically tie the two countries together. Right. So we were part of the group that went up there, and I 
I remember the, I think Ruby War was also one of it. And uh, well, I can't remember. There were a lot, uh, there was 32 of us. Hmm. And and they put on uh, uh, and, and we were we were playing at them, the Medeka Stadium. Wow. Really? Ah, open air. Wow, nice, nice. And we played there for two nights. Two consecutive nights, yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, what what was like, you know. Was the crowd other crowd? Were the crowd different from from the the ones that you experienced here in Singapore? I must say, quite quite similarly, quite 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 the same mm. They were well behaved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they shouted, clap, you know, scream, whistle, but uh, but they were they 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 were well behaved. You know, you know, Chris. They didn't storm the stage or what? Yeah, sorry, Chris. You know, when when we went there to sing. We did not sing English song. Oh, be, be, because because we were Chinese and English educated in Singapore, and because we sang Malay songs in our record, they say that you must sing Malay song to show them that we Singaporean Chinese can also sing Malay song. Wow. Okay. Okay. So we sang songs like Waktu Fajar, Lenggang Kangkong. Well, these were the only two Malay songs that we sang. Mm-hmm. Because Bangawan Solo, though it's uh, uh, Indonesian folk song, but we changed it to uh, English. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. So we, we didn't go there to sing uh, uh, English song. We went there to sing Malay song. <laughs> okay, okay. Polit- yeah. Politi- politically motivated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that was the intention of the 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 cultural show. We we brought our cultural show there because it was politically motivated. Right, right, right. For for political gain. <laughs> okay, okay. So that would that be that be just before the merger, right? Was it before the merger or after the merger? That was uh, during the merger. Merger, yeah. During, okay, okay, During okay. the yeah, merger. Yeah, 63, right? Oh, okay. 1963, 63, yeah. 63, yeah, okay. Right. Here's the thing, though. Like, like you know, doing these shows, uh, going over there and all that, by the time by the time you guys, uh, by the time the mid-60s rolled around, um, like you said, you have put out, uh, what, 20? 22. 22 tracks already. You recorded 22 tracks, and, and they were in singles and... and yes. Uh, EPs, right? Yeah. You guys didn't didn't do uh didn't think of doing like an album kind of thing. <laughs> you want? I know. Hey, at that time, uh, Singapore's population only two million, uh, brother. <laughs> out of two million, uh, out of two million, maybe two hundred thousand were English speaking. Out of two hundred thousand, who can afford to pay one dollar fifty cent for a record? You want to sell LP? <laughs> Now all, all our tracks were on vinyl, okay. But uh, at the end mm. of it, uh, Universal Music put them all together into one CD. That was the only thing that 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 they did. So our twenty, yeah, our twenty-two tracks. Are now digitized and it is called the complete crescendos, and it was issued by Universal Music. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
they, they, they clean up the, 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 the vinyls and then digitize it. Okay. This was, yeah, this was released, uh, I believe, sometime in, after, in the uh, late 90s. I would say, yeah, late. I can't remember. Oh, I, it, it was many years ago. <laughs> many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring, bring the timeline forward to, to, uh, to ask you guys. Like, so, actually, the band with Susan was uh, together for... What, five, yeah, five five years. Years. up to yeah, 1960, Six, uh, 1960, 1966, wait, I think. Wait, 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 wait. Because after that, Susan had had to go and pursue her university. Oh, right, right. Yes, 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 in political science wow. and uh, sociology wow. okay. in the University okay. of Singapore. That time it was the University of Singapore, yeah, before it was named National University of Singapore. So she started her studies uh, uh, in, uh, in January 1967. So we, the, the band then uh, uh, took a break in December 1966. And unfortunately, before we could resume after her studies, we lost her in 1970. I'm going to ask you also, I mean, was there any pressure for you? I mean, by the time, like say, even, even before, say, Susan had to go to uni, um, because like as we spoke to um, some other musicians as well, so uh, people like Henry, uh, Henry Chua of the Quest, who said that he, he was, uh, even though, you know, the Quest were, at that point in time, 66, they were like very popular, but he also felt some pressure to have to go and like get a proper job, you know, as opposed to just playing in the band. Um, were you guys, uh, what was it like for you guys? Did you guys face that same kind of pressure from, I don't know, maybe family or, the, or, or the, you know, to go out and actually do work and get a proper job, so to speak? I started work already in 1961 Mm. in Pailaba Airport with Malayan Airways. Oh, okay. So okay. I was already working. Right. But fortunately for me, I had a very good manager who was very supportive and who happened to be a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I had to apply for leave of absence. I had to apply for change of shifts, you know, because we were working uh, three shifts a day. I mean, Right. Yeah. So I had to apply for change of shifts and I had to apply for leave of absence, you know, for gigs and all that. So, but to answer your question, thank goodness I kept my lead down in my day job. <laughs> okay. Like I, I like the like the mental arithmetic I just did for Kevin, there was no money in it. There was no, there was really no money in it. You know, we for our gigs, uh, it, we appeared, let's say, okay, just, just to mention, we opened the show for Sir Cliff Richard and the Shadows uh, in mm. 1962. Six, yeah, no, no, 61. 1961, before Susan joined us. Three of us, just three of us. John wow. Leslie and myself. Three of us oh. opened the show for Sir Cliff Richard and the Shadows. Two nights, huh? Saturday night and Sunday night. 
one night, right. two shows. Huh? That means total four yeah. shows. Yeah. We were paid $150. Wow. But those days are 1961. Huh? Okay, okay, okay. So it was quite a good money because my salary in 1961 was $124 a month. Wow. Okay. That put things into context, yeah. <laughs> but 150 split between the three of you, lah. Yeah, 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 of course. No, no, not, yeah, $150 uh, for, for four shows, you know. Wow, okay. Yeah. Wow, okay, that, that really, uh, that really puts everything into, into its context. Into perspective, uh, right? Yeah. So I tell you, there was no money in those days to, to I mean, that, you, you can't survive uh, to play music. Mm -hmm. Here's what it was, we are. So we did it for fun, uh, purely for fun. Okay, okay. So, I mean, like, you know, can we talk a bit about, like, um, what happened uh, with Susan and stuff as well? Uh, you know, she had left the band already by that time um, to do studies. But were you guys still in contact with each other? Do you still meet up with her regularly? Um, because you mentioned that you were, you guys had thought to come back together again after after she graduated. Well, not actually, but... I, I suppose we we presume okay. that we may carry on or take up where we left off, but it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Yes, but we 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 did, we did keep in touch with each other. You see, John and I we've been together since I was fifteen years old, mm -hmm. and we are still good friends. My coco. Yeah. No? <laughs> okay, and uh, well, um, I mean, we have to we have to ask you about this as well. Um, you know. Um, because as as everybody who 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 knows, uh, or they can just Google online and find out about Susan Lim and the crescendos, um, she sadly passed away um, while she was on holiday in Malaysia um, during I think it was during uh, after after her after her after her course had finished and she went on a holiday and then she uh, did, you know uh, went for a beach holiday and then didn't come back basically. Um, how did you guys hear about that? You guys were still in Singapore, uh, you know, and, and working already by that time. So, so how did you guys hear about that? And and, and what what happened with you guys? Well, in those days, there was no social media. Hmm. There was no internet, and we only heard about it, you know, uh, on I think on the eighth of February. 1970 in the newspapers. Oh. She, yeah, Susan left us on Saturday, the 7th of February, 1970. And we all, I, I found it out from, from the from the newspapers. What about you, John? Well, uh, myself, because of uh, Kingsley Miranda, you see, Kingsley Miranda was uh, probably in touch with the Malaysian media as well, being 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 uh, uh, broadcasting journalists. So he also had news of it, and uh, he told me about it. So we actually uh, Kingsley Miranda, myself, we went up to Malaysia in his car to see whether or not we, we could uh, do anything to uh, find Susan. But uh, there was nothing that we could do. Did, did anybody actually tell you, like, 
exactly what happened and all that because you know if you google it now you you there there's very few um there's nothing like concrete as to what exactly happened you know the the, the what what we what we can read is that you know she went she went to the beach or uh, or she went in or she went swimming or something and then and then that was it so did you guys did you guys actually find out what what actually happened no not really we we also only read it in the newspapers what really happened on on that particular day we we don't we don't know we only hear from the grapevine that's all no it really makes up for some speculative reading or i mean a lot of theories like you know it like it it is very very rare that someone swimming as someone was lost at sea and 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 would and has never been found mm. is is very rare is very very rare to hear that someone was lost at sea and has never been found up till today you know and and we are not talking about about massachusetts i mean we are not talking about about you know the 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 boston in massachusetts where they film jaws you know so yeah so in 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 that part of the of of the south china sea in kamaman of kamaman i've been to kamaman the the gradient is quite um, uh, quite gradual you know there is no sharp drop you know the gradient is quite gradual so there i i don't believe there are you know man eaters there so well i i it does linger in my mind uh, there are some some theories some speculate speculation that i don't know i but i can't say anything that is not proper not 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 proper on on uh, publicly otherwise i yeah so i yep this this is still lingering in lingering in my mind uh, it is it is not not common to hear of someone being lost at sea on a beach where the gradient is so gradual and yet has never been found i mean it's right selavi yeah i mean i mean i mean i would imagine that 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 is a difficult moment in your life that you will never forget lah yeah true you know, but that, to me that's also one of those things that makes your the crescendo story such an intriguing one you know yeah i guess so yes yes i guess so yeah, yeah. so the question mark is always yeah, there yeah let's call sherlock home <laughs> <laughs> this could be made into a, this could be made into a, a, a who done it yeah. yeah 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 who done it you know yeah it's yeah. true okay yeah. well i mean getting getting um getting back to to the present anyway and we also don't want to take up too much of your time um, no no worry no worry we are both retired <laughs> <laughs> the more time the, the more time you take from me the less housework i do <laughs> okay <laughs> Thank you.
back at, at, at those days and all that, um, you know, I'm going to put you guys on the spot, okay? Is, is, is there a, a life lesson that you picked up that you still apply to yourself to this day? Or what was the big lesson that you learned, you know, from, from, from that, that period of being in the band and stuff? I confess, I am not a musician. I confess, I am not a singer. I confess, <laughs> I am not an artist. And I am happy I kept my day job. <laughs> that's, that's what I learned. But, but you had fun in the process. Like yeah. That. Well, it, it, was really, it was really fun. And uh, if you ask us if we uh, can go back in time and do it again, we will do it again. Just for the fun of it. Yeah. It is fun. And it will be fun on Thursday, the 3rd of March. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it will be fun. Yeah, so guys, uh, if you haven't, if it haven't yet, uh, go online, Google, and then get your, get your tickets for the show um, on 3rd of March. Uh, what, time, what, time does it, what time does it start? 7.30. 30. 7.30. Okay. 7.30 to 9. 7.30 to 9, yeah. Featuring, yeah, no intermission, uh, yeah. Uh, no intermission, so you know. Um, Even so, sorry for the general public, for the general public, go and buy a ticket. Even if you don't want to go and see us, at least for the price of the ticket, you will be indoor in the concert hall, one of five venues, acclaimed venues that is acoustically, you know, built and. We, the, the, the concert hall in Esplanade is acclaimed to be one of five venues in the world. Mm. At least you pay your money, you'll be inside a console, you can say I've been in the 1,630 seats. 1,630 seats concert hall. You look at the inside, hear the, 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 the sound, the, the acoustics. It is already a treat. <laughs> that's a good sell that's a good sell <laughs> yeah definitely definitely and uh and you know after after two years of not being able to yeah uh, and after two years of, of not being able to get out as much as we want and going for shows as much as we want i mean I, how excited are you guys oh i'm getting butterflies <laughs> we are I'm getting butterflies in my stomach yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 again you know the the seating arrangement is is done so so well you have only two seats side by side and the other two seats on your left and right are left vacant so the seating uh, is two seats Right, you you pay for two seats, and the two seats on your right, right and the two seats on your left are vacant. So, so that, that means two right. seats vacant, two seats vacant, two seats mm -hmm. vacant. So it's safe, very safe, and and you are and and you the general public while watching the show, you still got your mask right. on. You're not allowed to remove your mask. Right. Leave your mask on. Safe. We are not even allowed to ask the audience oh, right, to sing right, together yeah. with us. Yeah, 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 that's right. So you're not allowed to sing. You can clap your yeah. hands, 
stamp your foot, okay. but don't okay. take off your mask and okay. sing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and also, I mean, like uh, as we've mentioned earlier, the the other guests coming on, uh, Mel and Joe Ferdinand. Um, and Peter Dice. And Peter Dice. Mel yeah. and Joe Ferdinand, of course, they were part of this group called Gypsy mm. back in the yeah. 70s and 80s. They had a, they had a, a, quite a good run during that time. One of the biggest bands in Singapore at that point in time. Yep. And uh, Peter Diaz, of course, was from the band called the October Cherries, which mm. was also one of the pioneering rock bands from the late 60s onwards. Uh, yeah, so it, it'll be, it promises to be a good a good night. And, and, you know, I guess the very different, uh, very different music styles. So that should make it interesting as well. And the Meltones will be uh, backing uh, Raymond and John. Uh, no, not backing. They will be performing with oh, us. Performing with you guys. Okay, so it's yeah, like, because we'll be singing with them. They will be singing with oh, us. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so you actually get four different artists on 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 the same bill. Value for money. <laughs> yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so guys, if you if you haven't if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go and get them now. Uh, the show is on the third of March. That's coming pretty soon. So yep. yeah, you better hustle and get get it before it's too late. Um, yeah, uh, Kevin, any other thing you want to say before we, we wrap up? No, I just want to make a funny comment as to because earlier on you're talking about how in the old days no aircon, no fan. So is that where the, the name of the meltones came along? <laughs> meltones. <laughs> That, that's like, a good one. I like man. that pun. Melt, yeah, melt, melt. No, no. <laughs> melt toads, yeah. No, I the I think melotones is a, 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 a combination of two words, mellow tones, not M-E-L-T, melt tones. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Kevin, that was a good one. I gotta tell them yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Kevin, that was really good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so if you and if you guys want to hear the the music that um, the Crescendos put out, you can get you can listen to it mm-hmm. online. Um, you know, Google the Crescendos uh, on YouTube. The tracks that you can hear, I think, uh, even on some of the streaming platforms. Um, yeah, go go check them out because I I mean it's pretty good stuff. I mean Singapore's very own rock and roll act. Just just the way they did it is is quite amazing considering uh you know the kind mm. of circumstances they had. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. As we as we've been talking, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean, let's face it, singing four people singing into a mic at any point in time is not a fun affair, but they make it sound so good. It was very really challenging. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. So we thank you, Chris. We thank you for all your articles you did for us in the today newspapers. And you remember you were at my place and we had some beers together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> when, when I was still in Bedo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So the next time we, we should meet again for some more beers. So come over anytime. Okay, you have my 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 contacts. Yeah, the beer sure. is always chill. <laughs> okay, okay, can can can. Th- yeah, we can chit chat some more. Yeah, sure, man, no problem. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the invite. We will we will. Uh, you, you say hey, you, you too, say Kevin. This, you say this kind of thing. Uh, we always take up people on their offers. Uh, so. Hey, I mean I mean it sincerely. <laughs> <no>. Okay, okay. <laughs> Kevin, 
the invitation ex extended to you too. Huh? Sure, sure, definitely. We'll take care okay, of that. Yes. I, I, I've got wine. I've got some red, some wine. Not the expensive one, lah, you know, but drinkable one. Lah. I got <laughs> wines and I've got uh, I've got my good friend here. Not Johnny Chi, but Johnny Walker. Ah. <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> yeah. Born 1920, still going strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Can take, take. Okay, you, you guys you. come and visit anytime. Okay, yeah. sure. Thank, Thank you. Very Thank, much. You. Thank you. Okay. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye, Kevin. Bye, bye. Bye, John. Bye, Raymond. Thank you. Keep safe. Thank you very much. Take care. Well, there you go. Another episode of Line City Rock. And I particularly enjoyed this one again mm. because, like, similar to when we talked to Henry Chua. You're gonna get a, a good perspective of what things were like in the '60s, yeah. right? And a good reminder, right, that that you know, that uh, you know, music is it just universal, and, and it doesn't matter, you know, what country you're from, right? So like Singaporeans do have talent. <laughs> Singaporeans Singapore have talent, talent so definitely. Singapore got yeah, talent, yeah, definitely. that kind of thing, yeah. So, so I think that that is again, uh, hopefully, we can kind of get more. Uh, folks from the 60s to come in and give us, you know, we kind of add on to the picture mm. to give us a better perspective of, of what, it's, what it's like back then, yeah. the, the, hitty, the, the swinging 60s, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Right, so yeah, so that's, that's basically it. That's basically it from us this time around. Again, do the usual thing, mm. right? Like, subscribe, comment, give us feedback, mm. right? And listen to all the other episodes. Yeah. Right, tell your, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. <laughs> shout out on the mountaintops. Yeah. Right. Basement also can shout as well. Basement also can yeah, shout. Yeah, that's another way. Just shout lah. Okay, again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So, we'll see you again next time. Take care. Mm, take care. And, uh, yeah. Be good. Ciao. Bye.